Good evening, everybody. Hello. This is the Fakeologist Show. Do this show Sunday through Thursday around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight we'll only go for about an hour. We have a special guest. That's Lynn. I'm going to bring Lynn up with the old phone call. Did I say it's Sunday, November 27th, 2022? Did I say that? Let's see if the phone rings. I don't hear it ringing. Anyone hear it ringing? Thought I heard it ringing. Let's just check here. Hello, Lynn. Can you hear me? I didn't even hear the damn thing ring. Give me a sec, guys. We got lots of ways to call, so let's just make sure I'm calling right. It should make a ringing noise when you call. Oh, like now. There we go. <laughs> That's how a phone works. You dial and hello. it rings. Lynn, hello. The fakeologist speaking. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the fakeologist show. We we did. I called you earlier, but I guess it didn't ring, and I wasn't sure what happened, so I just dialed back. Yeah. You, did it ring on your end? Because I didn't hear anything until this last call. No, it didn't ring on my end. So that's fine. Okay. Lynn, how are you? Lynn Ertel, She's been a guest. Many times she's a um, a fakeologist through and through, and we appreciate you defending the brand. We've been doing some email correspondence back and forth because I guess that's the only technology besides Facebook that is working for you right now. Yeah, I need a new computer, and once once my budget is back up to snuff, I'm going to go out and get something decent so I can participate a little more actively. Yeah, you were in the Facebook for- fakeologist forums rather, which was great. Back in the day? Sudden, yeah, all of a sudden I lost access to it because the in, my SSL, or I guess it's the SSL encryption. I, I don't know. You guys have certificates. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what that means anymore. No, there, it, yeah, Fakeologist is a secure site. I barely know what that means. It just means that I guess it's not leaky or anything like that, but, um, yeah, I had access to Faco too, but I lost that as well. That I just have never heard that. I don't understand that. So if anyone can help Lynn with her computer problems, um... I think it's now a computer. I have the old Intel processor. I have the old uh, Apple uh, MacBook, but with, not with the with the current processor, but with the pre two thousand ten process with the two thousand ten maybe. In other words, they had originally Apple had the Intel pro the uh, yeah the Motorola. Intel. I think it was a Motorola processor back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure, but that should have nothing to do with accessing the website. I don't. That's the part I don't understand. Well, that's, because that's... what happens is your browsers are deprecated. Mm-hmm. My browsers can't get to to most sites at this point. Here's what happened. This was a fantastic. My MacBook was a great machine. 
But all of a sudden, I started losing applications. They said, "Oh, well, uh, your 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 <laughs> the browsers became deprecated." I had, th- I had like three different browsers: Firefox, mm-hmm. Opera, and Safari. They were de- you know what happened? They deprecate a browser. Mm-hmm. It means that well, you can no longer update the browser with the latest update or upgrade it because you don't have the correct hardware for it. Okay. So they said, how old is your computer? Let's just. Go by year. I purchased it in like 2010. Okay, that's 12 years. Okay, that might be a problem. Yeah. Why don't you start a GoFundMe and uh, see if no, anyone no, wants no. to chip I, in well, some moolah or give, I, send, I would, go? <laughs> I would never use GoFundMe. Go no, fund give, rotten, yeah, rotten. give, send, go, give, send, go. Try that. <laughs> no, I can. I need to save a little. You know, I'm on a fixed income. I just had to put a new roof on this little row house of mine and new All siding right. on the front, you know, or else the rain would come in. So that kind of depleted. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to keep your head dry. Okay, Lynn, I've only got an hour tonight because my work schedule is a little busier and I got to get up early. So let's 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 hit some high lo- highlights or some low lights as soon as possible. And um, so I'll let you maybe set the agenda a little bit. You have sent me many emails and... Um, Looks like you want to talk about David Gumpert, and this is somebody. Well, I really that... wanted to talk about Tracy Northern because Tracy Northern, okay, or Northern Tracy, using, who I like a lot, was using David Gumpert as a reliable source, and that leads me to conclude that Tracy Northern is not a fakeologist, and okay. other things. Okay, and other things lead me to conclude that she's not a fake, not a real fake, not a fake, real fakeologist. She's not an authentic fakeologist. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, and I, I appreciate you worried and defending the brand, but it, the only thing I would like to caution is that I don't always interview fakeologists per se. I don't ask for their fakeologist credentials necessarily. I do. Tracy is an anti-vaxxer. Yes, she is. As well. Okay. And uh, and a proponent of alternative medicine, which okay. I am as well. Okay. And and a sharp critic of conventional medicine, mm-hmm. which I am as well. But good, you should get along yeah. then. <laughs> not really, not well because I have certain because I'm an empiricist. Okay, and I still support scientific method, and I don't know if Tracy does. Now, <clears throat> I'll begin by referencing something important for my you know my personal health history. Okay, uh, back in 2009, I was helping a neighbor. Uh, retrieve a frightened cat from under the concrete uh, step in front of her house. It had a hole, a small hole in it, and the cat had crawled in there and was frightened. And I reached in to pull the cat out, and the cat bit me on the wrist. Ouch. Right where they take your pulse. Okay. Now, I subsequently learned that while apparently dogs have clean mouths because dog bites only become infected about 5% of the time. Okay. But cat bites, I was told when I got to the hospital, cat and, and all I did was, you know, I put peroxide on it and I treated it. Uh, why do you suppose I did that? Just to kill any cat bacteria? Toxoplasmosis? Right, to, to keep it from becoming infected okay. because infection is real. Right, but that's your body. That's real. your body's way of fighting off uh, of toxicity or injury, isn't it not? Well, 
uh, we know that insects, for example, can infect you. The, the bite of them. We have yellow fever, malaria, yeah. dengue it's fever. Their, it's complex. their toxin. I don't like the word infection because infection is your body's repairing itself. We it's call it an infection because it spreads. And that's what happened in this case with the cat bite. Okay. Apparently, 75% of cats, apparently cats are really toxic, as you would say. Right. Because 75% of the time, a cat bite will become infected. Right. Now, I know there are vets and animal handlers out there who claim they get bitten all the time, but not like this. This is right on the part of the wrist where they feel your pulse. That's a major vein. Um, so, you know, I, I treated it with peroxide to try to prevent infection. But lo and behold, within a few hours, the thing started, the hand started to swell. The color of it changed. It really, just, the shape of it distorted. It was frightening as hell. And the next thing I knew, this infection, and I will call it an infection, was climbing up my arm at the rate of about an inch every two hours or so. Okay. So I wasn't stupid. I ran over to the hospital, Howard County General Hospital. Very good hospital at the time, I guess still. I haven't been there in a long time. Johns Hopkins system has subsequently taken it over, so I have no idea if I would trust them now. Yeah. But back in 2009, that, that was my option. I ran over there to the emergency room. Right away, they hustled me in there. They knew it was a problem. And immediately, they put me on IV antibiotics to try to get the infection under control. It was what is referred to as cellulitis. Right. Cellulitis, as you know, can become gangrene, can become necrosis. It can kill you. If it's if the infection moving up your arm to your shoulder to your heart, this is on the left left wrist, and and it was it was I would say it was getting pretty close to the elbow at that point. And I was terrified. Now, mind you, no pain. I could have gotten up and jogged around the block. I wouldn't say there was even any numbness, but excuse me. <laughs> but um, the hand and the, and the forearm were horribly deformed. The hand looked like a monster hand, crazy looking. And uh, they, they, like I said, they put me on anti IV antibiotics, and they shot me up with. Uh, I think they probably shot me up with a tetanus, which is now called a DTAP. I don't know if it was a DTAP then, and and other things. Bottom line is, it took them about four days to get this infection under control. That is to say, about four days before it stopped climbing up my arm and, and, and then started to recede. The infectious disease specialist, brilliant woman from India, she finally figured out which combination of antibiotics was going to bring this infection under control. Because as I say, it could have taken, they would have had to amputate my left arm right at that point, maybe at the elbow. Oh, and if it climbed higher than that, it, like I say, it would have gone into my brain and my heart, and it could it could have killed me. That kind of infection can kill you. So uh, after about four days, it got under control. They kept me there for another three days, and w during which her particular combination of antibiotics basically saved that arm because the infection receded completely and was gone within about another three or four days. And I was out of the hospital and jogging around the block, you know, like I say, about four days later. Uh, I didn't suffer any side effects from the antibiotics either, which is unusual because uh, typically you get urinary tract infections from certain antibiotics. But uh, that wasn't completely. But I was, as you can, this, you know, I don't get sick. I don't go to the hospital. 
I don't have allergies. I don't get headaches. You know, my bowels don't work like they should because I'm 71 years old and I probably eat some things I shouldn't eat. But I don't get sick. But this thing was terrifying. Actually, that's the last time I was in a hospital to be treated for anything. Wow. And um, 2009. Just a, tr just a really uh, eye-opening, uh, what do I say? It was a really shocking experience to me because I came that close to losing my left arm or maybe even my life to a cat book. So, in the course of um, studying Tracy Northern's Facebook page and the research that she's involved in, I just threw this out there. I told her the experience, and you know, and it was in, this, in the course I was defending antibiotics and the use of antibiotics in extreme cases to handle out of control infections, and she just blew me off. <laughs> she blew me off like, well, it was you probably could have done this or you probably couldn't have done that. You shouldn't have gone that. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. I was just really nonplussed by what a cavalier attitude she had through this experience, a real physical experience I had. So I plunged into research on the German new medicine that she seems to be a big adherent of. All right. And started following her Facebook postings very closely. Uh, she finally she posted a remark, uh, a really snarky remark about the Weston A. Price Foundation. Now, Weston Price was a dentist, right? Who uh, you may be familiar with him. In the nineteen twenties and thirties, he went around, he toured the world, and what he observed was so-called primitive societies, people in Africa and Polynesia and places like that, which had a completely different diet and lifestyle from we living in advanced social societies, they had no tooth decay. That tooth decay was unknown to them. They died with all their teeth. And he plunged into research about this. And, uh, of course, you know, it was obvious that uh, sugar and high carbohydrates in the Western diet was contributing to our tooth decay issues. And he started publishing his findings. And I think he extended this idea of... Um, the Western diet caused, like he said, he didn't encounter heart attacks amongst these. And some of them lived very, very long. I mean, you know, they had a much average uh, lifespan than did uh, people living in Europe and the United States. And so his research has, has been published. Upon his death, uh, I guess a, uh, a, found, a, a foundation and a number of organizations were established in his name, and one of them is this thing called the Weston A. Price Foundation. Now, I would guess about uh, about six or seven years ago, um, I was at the dentist, and the dental hygienist who was working on me, seemed she seemed very well educated and very sophisticated. She was a Russian immigrant. And I was asking her about nutritional supplements, and she said, well, I... Um, I study nutritional supplements. She was something of an expert on that. And I, I actually ended up getting acupuncture. I'd see her about once a month for acupuncture treatments. She's very good. Okay. And all kinds of credentials in the field, very experienced, but also knows a good bit about nutrition. And she recommended um, a line of supplements called Standard Process and also other uh, lines of uh, nutritional supplements. She was very good on what were the best supplements to use, 
whether they were whole food supplements or not, where, where the sources were, and and um, and I ended up uh, basically getting most of my nutritional supplements from her on a on a monthly basis, I would guess, or maybe every few months. One of the supplements I get from her are cod liver oil caps. That's all they are, these caps with cod liver oil, produced in Norway. Tracy Northern said that she was really annoyed by the Weston A. Price Foundation people, and especially their uh, distribution of what she called fermented cod liver oil. And she said, according to her source, David Gumpert, uh, that this was nasty stuff and people shouldn't be taking it. And so I started, I said, well, lo and behold, this is something I've been taking for about six or seven years, these cod liver oil caps. I only take one a day. And um, and like I say, it's pure cod liver. And, and, and uh, Gumpert claims, and you can, I sent you the link to his, to his I sent you links to his articles where, uh, to show you what this guy's saying. Yeah. Uh, he claims that um, fermented cod liver oil is this terrible thing that causes brain cancer. And, well, it tur- and, and he and Tracy Northern, apparently, um, say that it's the Weston A. Price Foundation that distributes this stuff. Well, no, it turns out that the cod liver oil caps that I get from the Weston A. Price people do not distribute fermented cod liver oil, just plain cod liver oil. There, there are nutritional supplement suppliers who distribute and sell fermented cod liver oil, and the reason why it's fermented is because it's considered a probiotic, right? Fermented foods are probiotics, uh, probi- certain kinds of yogurt that have acidophilus in them, um, probiotic sauerkraut, which has to be kept refrigerated, stuff that I consume. I, I consume a lot of probiotics. But the cod liver oil I'm getting from the Weston A. Price people, which is called Standard Process, it's the one they recommend, it's the marketing line they, they recommend, is not fermented. So first of all, this guy Gumbert was wrong because he was saying that they sell fermented liver oil, and it's not. But he also had some nasty things to say about the Weston A. Price Foundation, and that's how Tracy Northern uh, got her idea that something was wrong with the Weston A. Price people and that they were not to be trusted. They didn't know their business. And she, she had some snarky remarks about that. She said, well, if I, if I hear from another one of these Weston A. Price people, you know, I'm going to just block them. Oh, yeah, she said that. She said she was going to, like, uh, you know, whatever you do on Facebook, you block somebody, you want, you know. So, uh, and her source for this was this David Gumbert. So I'd already discovered that Gumbert was dead, that he was falsely claiming that the standard process line of products distributed by the Weston A. Price people, recommended by them, was not fermented. So he, was, he, was, he was either mistaken or wrong about that. I found that he had worked for the Weston A. Price Foundation for about five years. So he was a disgruntled ex-employee. Okay. And they started looking through. I said, well, I want to find out more about this David Gumbert guy that Tracy Northern seems to think is some kind of authority on nutritional supplements and alternative health. And what did I come across but the link I sent to you, and I wish you'd read it. I really do. Okay. 
I'm looking at because, a bunch of them. Which one is it well, specifically? The one I sent. I sent you two links. One of them was his, um, his his uh, erroneous piece on the fermented cod liver oil, and the other was his article on why why I was fortunate to avoid being interviewed by Alex Jones, in which he goes into well, he basically the, the mainstream media narrative of Sandy Hook. Right. Do you have that? That email I sent you, it's got the link right there. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Remembering Alex Jones and what might have been. Is that the one? Right, that's the one. Okay. And 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 you can see in there, he basically accepts the mainstream narrative of Sandy Hook. Right. Now, I know people are going to say, well, you know, some people are compartmentalized. They're specialized in some areas but not in others. Now, I don't buy that. I don't buy that in this respect. Mm-hmm. Certain topics to me are a litmus test or a filter. 9-11 is one of them. Yeah, for sure. If someone can't can't see a controlled demolition on 9-11, they're either a fool or a liar. Yeah. If someone can't see that the ABC uh, uh, Fairbanks uh, video of, of Flight 175 smoothly disappearing into the steel-reinforced facade of the South Tower is a cartoon, a digital cartoon, if they think it's real, I have no time for them. If they don't understand the role of TV fakery and media hoaxes, I really don't have time for them. Sandy Hook is also one of those litmus tests. So is the Apollo moonwalk, which was a hoax, and the ISS. These are litmus tests I apply to somebody. And if somebody's coming to me saying, I'm an expert in alternative medicine, or I'm an expert in nutrition, or I'm an expert in this subject, in physics, in cosmology, in that subject... And they think the planes really crashed into the towers on 9-11, or the p- kids were really murdered at Sandy Hook, or that the Boston Marathon was a real terrorist, or that the London bombings of July 7, 2005 were also for real terrorist attacks. That's a filter. That's uh, a litmus test. And by that the way... Me- let me just uh, pause you there because I have to say goodbye to the YouTube crowd since we're going to get into non-YouTube friendly discussions. So if you want to hear the rest of this show, FAK652, go to FACOTube.com. All you YouTube people, go over there now and listen to the rest. But we're going to sign off YouTube right now. Okay, now you can talk about vaccines and Sandy Hook to your heart's desire. <laughs> I had to cut cut that just in case... Uh, we were saying something that was uh, against the the YouTube uh, police. There, go ahead. Yeah, I understand. I understand completely. Yeah, I um, use I use that trailer as a lead in to get more people on the fake YouTube, and uh, so there we go. Certain subjects. How did you find say, uh, David Gumpert? I've never heard of the guy. Why do I need to care? Well, about neither him? had I. But Tracy oh. Northern. I said. I asked Tracy Northern. What is your source for claiming that the standard process, that the Weston A. Price people are fools and that the standard process nutritional sub, that their cod liver oil is fermented? What's your source? And she handed me a link to this guy, David Gumpert. So okay. I never heard of him. I didn't know who he was. I, would, I wouldn't know who he wasn't unless Tracy Northern told me. I got you. I got but when you. I, when I went out and started head up his ass. Right. I got you. I got you. All so right. why would I take why would I take anything he says seriously? Yeah, that's but true. But then by extension I have to ask myself why do I take Tracy Northern seriously? 
because I, by that time I had already spent about six weeks looking into uh, Reich Gert Hamer. I'll call him doctor in quotes because apparently his medical degree was revoked by every European country, Norway, France, Germany. Is Now, I agree these medical establishments are corrupt. Yes. But his was revoked a long time ago, and it had to do with his Germanic new medicine. Yes. That's what he called it, Germanic new medicine. Uh, and I can delve into that and explain to you exactly what that is, if you like, because I started I read quite a bit of the material they have online. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. You can go wherever you want. You got an hour, so uh, you got 40 okay. minutes left. So you go where you want to go. We're hearing uh, Lynn. And if you want to hear and see, and see her Facebook page, is show note number one on tonight's show. And she has the uh, Facebook page. And uh, you're out of Facebook jail now? No, I'm in for another 15 more days. Oh, my I, goodness. Okay. I, well, I published a joke, I, uh, basically a a picture that said, uh, with a caption that said, uh, I don't know, me hanging out with my homies because we all know the COVID is a hoax. <laughs> I got kicked in Facebook jail for that. Oh, wow. They're really after you. Yeah, well, this is about the fourth or fifth time they put me in a 30-day Facebook lockdown. So all I can do is direct message. I can't post. I can't comment. I can't even post on my own timeline. <laughs> I can't reply. But that's all right. I've gotten used to it by now. Are you um, on Twitter? No, I've never gotten on Twitter, and I never will, and I can tell you why. When Twitter first arrived, I was so disgusted by the idea of it. And you know why? Go ahead. It's about the trivialization of thought, speech, debate, and discussion. I'm not a bird. I don't tweet, 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 tweet. I don't Twitter, 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 Twitter. That's <laughs> insulting. That's insulting. And I will never tweet All and right. never Twitter. And to see a president tweeting on Twitter is uh, seeing a president participating in WWE professional wrestling. It's a good way to trivialize. That's a big part of what's going on now. The, the most powerful strategic asset that the deep state, the so-called deep state has, by deep state I mean the media, is shallowness. Shallowness, short-term memory, short attention span, people who don't do their homework, people who don't research things, they don't look into things. This guy, Gumbert, never looked at Sandy Hook. How could he? How could he? Tim Osmond of IPR said it was Sandy Hook that woke him up to the fakery of the media back in 2012. He watched those videos of Robbie Parker laughing on camera and Gene Rosen making an ass out of himself and Dr. Wayne Carver, the uh, so-called medical examiner. And uh, and uh, there, that is what I call self-evident truth. It's not, not really to be debated. People don't act like that when their children have just been in a massacre. It, that wouldn't make any sense. It's self-evident truth, just like WTC7 is self-evident truth of a controlled demolition. I had an interesting discussion uh, just before Thanksgiving. I haven't signed it, so I listened to AM Talk Radio. And WABC, which is, I guess, a, a New York City talk radio, their flagship station, they've got this guy, I call him a Yenta. He's Italian. 
his name is uh, Frank Morano. You might hear him at night. He comes on like about, I don't know, after midnight. And he's on for quite a few hours. The kind of gig that George Norrie or Art Bell used to have, except this guy manages to trivialize everything. And uh, he was on this week. And, and I'll show you, I, I, the way people trivialize things is by conflation. This is how the Mandela effect works as a psyop. and trivialization. Okay. You mix really, really serious subjects with trivial bullshit. So Frank Morano's way of doing that was he was mixing two subjects. He went into this long uh, discourse about how to have a proper debate. And how to examine points of different different points of view, even opposite points of view. Basically, what I call the Socratic method: the idea that you should be able to give equal consideration to two, two or three opposing points of view, to multiple, usually two opposing points of view, but it could be three or four. And and you need to look at each to move around the circle. This is what I love about Tim Osmond of IPR Circle mm-hmm. Spectrum. He circles around the target. Yeah, he's good. He examines this angle, that angle, the other angle, to give it give a fair hearing to all points of view. IPS.monster, anyone who wants to know what Lynn's talking about. And by the way, Lynn, were you there's a there's a person, a female who sounds just that was on a couple shows ago, but it sounds like a younger version of you. You that was that you on? No, that wasn't you. Well, I've been on IPR, but not for not for about a month. Yeah. I usually did you hear the person a couple uh, shows back that sounded just... I listen. I, I don't miss one of his shows, so... So do you know what I'm talking about then? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, was, like it, it was a female <laughs> a couple shows back. Like, well, ah, not a couple. I haven't been on there for about a month, but... No, did you listen to a sh- couple shows back? Yeah, sure. What was the subject matter? Oh. His caller... By the way, his callers are brilliant. He's got great callers, yeah. Oh yeah, they are sharp. They're some of the best. You've got great callers. You've got this guy you had on from Idaho the other night. Yeah, he was good. Oh, I loved it. It's so important what he was talking about because he's looking at strategy and tactics, what works and what doesn't. And you you were going doing the back and forth about the Bundy Ring. Yeah, I yeah yeah that was good. Right, this guy. You know, he's one of these people who would be our one of our generals in the field. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he really understands this stuff. You've got to bring him back. Yeah, bring I'll him back shout because out. He, you know, to forget. talk about the con, you know, the convoy and and you know, did it work or didn't it? And what are the cons? And how do you combat infiltration and and stuff like that? You know, and and shills and uh, he was really. You get great callers. IPS gets great callers. Yeah, everyone so participates. That, yeah, this is this maybe it was this show here. Replacement theory. I'm trying to find the the girl that called in. But she sounded similar to you and, and esoteric. And I would say Rump another one of your big fans who uh, I talk to every Sunday. He he thought it was you on that call, but no, I said no. No, no, because I haven't been on for about a month. But I'm gonna I'm coming back on because I have a lot. I have a whole spiel to do on the Mandela effect. I've, I've, yeah, and he's doing a, a movie on revealing that. And oh yeah, I've really been studying it, and I have a lot to say about the Mandela effect, which is. It's real because it's a psyop. Yeah. <laughs> it's the psyop of all psyops because it's 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 inherently directed against truthers. It's a psyop movement directed at truthers. Right? Look what it's done to poor Brian Stavely. 
And he was he was doing such good night on stuff, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. It's completely subverted him. I'm going to get into a discussion of this on IP. I'm just looking through. Um, I was just trying to find that girl that called in. I don't know what show it was though, unfortunately. Now, yeah, Omicron. But uh, Tim Osmond is on Odyssey as well. Just so everyone. Yeah, he's on Odyssey. He's on Rockfin. Um, they they've thrown him off so many platforms now. I'm hoping he can get back on like. Uh, Apple, uh, you know, the reg uh, podcast addict, the standard platform. He should be back soon. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's got to do it the way I do it because I'm I'm on my own platform, and that's what he has to do. I don't know why he won't uh, submit to to the way I do. Well, it. you don't. Yeah, you don't get as much exposure. Although, conversely, oh, I think I do. Like, hey, you may I by now. I have well, no. What what we do is we create an open feed. I have a permanent feed on fakeologist.com, so that feed is accessible to any app. Right. Podcast Addict right. does not host anything, and need. I don't know. Spotify might host, but as long as you have access to the feed, you don't need any of these corporations. So I'm not right. But by, by the yeah. feed, you mean RS, the RSS? You got it. RSS feed. Okay. It's free to anyone, and what it does is just a a pointer that points any of these apps to my website. So I don't right. know if he is hosting his audios on anyone's farm, but he could host it himself, as I've done for 10 years, and I host it twice. One I hosted on FacoTube, which is a separate space on the on server to do that. You need a server to rent it. It's not that expensive. Plus, he has members. And now it looks like he's looking for a hundred dollars a year to join yeah. in. So he's yeah. got tons of uh, supporters. And my right, Faco, so yeah, my Faco tube is thanks to all these donors here at fakeologist.com forward slash donors. Right, but forward slash Epic, donate. Cash, Epic Cash helps set it up, though, right? They they helped uh, donate some of the Epic Cash dollars, but the main donors are the well, individuals. I mean, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the engineering of it. No, actually. no, 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 no. Uh, Uncle okay. uh, Uncle Vigilante just helped with a little bit of marketing, but you know, Faco Tube is a uh, publicly available script. Anyone can purchase it, which is I developers it's extremely open, helpful. Open source, okay. Well, it's a private. It's not open source. It's a private script that uh, is on offer, and anyone can purchase it. And I have done so, and I find the developer extremely good and extremely responsive. And by responsive, I mean if I say something doesn't work or could it possibly do this, he'll do it in in hours. It's crazy the response. So I encourage to have a good video platform. FacoTube software is what you want to use. It's fantastic, and it's and it's fast, and uh, it's very scalable. So Tim Osmond should do the same thing as well. He should. And so should Mike in the Night. Shout out to Mike in the Night, who always plugs my site as well. Now, Mike in the Night is suffering from a terminal case of blue pill politics, but that's another matter. Yeah, he's not a fakeologist either, but right. that's fine. He's still so, fun to talk to. Right. So anyway, I called into this uh, Frank Morano mm -hmm. uh, on WABC Talk Radio. Oh. Sliwa is on there as well. Okay. And... Uh, as I say, he was conflating a serious subject, which is how to sort of uh, critically approach a debate and argument from different points of view. And then he's conflating with that, with the question of, 
Well, how are you going to handle things around the Thanksgiving dinner table with family? Which is a way of trivializing it, right? Because the implication there is, well, you don't want to discuss, you know, there's always somebody at the Thanksgiving dinner table who says, he says, no politics, no politics. We don't want to have any arguments. We just want to talk about, I don't know what, sports, weather. And, and that's what this Frank Morano was doing. He was essentially, on the one hand, he was his case for how to, for epistemology, which is how do you think things through? How do you debate intelligently? How do you arrive through this sort of rigorous, difficult process of looking at, at all the opposite points of view. And he was conflating that with a question of how do you behave? What are your manner? What's the etiquette at the Thanksgiving dinner table? And what are you going to do tomorrow at the Thanksgiving dinner table when difficult subjects come up? Because after all, the Republicans and Democrats have to argue about this crap. So I called in to Frank Morano, and here's, what, here's, here's exactly what I said. I said, some questions are not debatable because they're inherently obvious. They are self-evident truths. You know what you're looking at when you see them. I know a controlled demolition when I see one. Do you? And what do you think he responded with? I'm not sure. I don't know, Frank, at all. Go ahead. Well, you don't listen to AM talk radio at night. I do not. No, I sleep at night. (laughs) But apparently there are a few million. I don't know. I don't know what kind of how broad his audience is. I'd love to know. But take a guess. It's Frank Morano, you said. Frank Morano. Take a guess. When I said I know a control. Now this is all I said. I said some truths are self-evident, and they're they're not arguable because they're self-evident. They're obvious. The sky is blue. I know a controlled demolition when I see one. Do you? And what do you think he came back with? He said, oh, you must be talking about 9-11. Now, bear in mind, this guy broadcasts out of New York City. He's annoying New Yorker. Do you understand what I mean? But I say he's a Yen- yeah, yeah. You know, annoyingly New Yorker. And I have a real bug up my ass about New Yorkers. I'm sure. So he turned around and he said, oh, you must be talking about 9-11. So I wasn't the one. I was only saying, I know a controlled demolition to you. And he said, well, you must be talking about 9-11. He said that, not me. So I said, yes, I am, I said. And I'm talking about the cops and the firemen and the construction workers, Port Authority staff, who knew that was a controlled demolition. And he said, oh, you mean the two towers. I said, well, initially, I mean the Salomon Brothers building, Bill 7, which was a perfect controlled demolition for everyone to see. I said, but by extension, the towers as well, because everyone knows they weren't knocked down by burning jet fuel. I said, but the cops, the firemen, the construction workers, the Port Authority staff, and the population of New York City went along with that big lie. And that's because it was, it, the New, York City, New York City is a corrupt city and a corrupt society. And the best that he could come back with was... Oh, then he, he tried to turn the conversation around. He said, well, what do you plan on doing Thanksgiving? And I said, well, one thing I'm going to do is go out and jog if the weather's nice, nice enough for me to jog. I said, because I believe in building up my own immune system and not screwing around with experimental mRNA shots like so many people in New York City do. And he, he, he came back with his parting shot before he hung up on me was, 
Well, I can see you're not going to – I think he said, I can see you're probably going to be spending Thanksgiving alone or you're not going to be having too many friendly conversations. That was nasty. Wow. Oh, yeah, you came out with a little nasty, but – What was the – Toronto's snug as a bug has been all of was that, was, on, either, troublemaker. Um, was that on the 25th? Uh, it was either the night before Thanksgiving or two nights. It was in the immediate. Well, I'm pretty sure it was the night before Thanksgiving or it might have been two nights before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, because I got his shows up here. I'll put a link to the shows. Oh, really? Okay, now he's For on. 30 years, Toronto's. And it was quite. We went to Coney Island. This sound and, like uh, the guy? lived in Manhattan. Yes, that's him. He's, he's pure New York, isn't he? President Nixon. Uh, yeah, he's a three-hour show. Were you on the beginning? Oh, yeah. Beginning, end, or middle? Um, it was about the middle. It was about the middle. Documents because of... He was going to... It's a lovely song. Let's whatever do this. He wasn't... Yeah, could, uh, no, Alice was... Audrey. Were you on the show when they had Lamar Waldron on? Was that show, or... That was the 24th. Oh, oh, I'll tell you who fought that. I, I can tell you how you can identify the show. Immediately after he hung on, hung up on me, he brought in a guy to talk about the Kennedy assassination because this was, oh, yes. it might have been the night of the 22nd. 24th. Was it on the 20th? He was, it, it showed, cause he had a special guest to talk about how a mobbed up criminal, how the mob killed JFK. Well, in other words, here I had said. Oh yeah, something. the 22nd, yeah. There you go, that's it. That's it. And I'm immediately before this guy who we brought on to talk about so the Kennedy, the JFK. Said in, you know, in earshot of me, not to me, but, you know, I was, or you're a grandparent. So who do you think was responsible, Steve? Just before I this. I don't, you know what? I do have theory. And by the way, this is a, a very intelligent, well-educated who works in medicine, by the way. Was in that medicine. you? No. no. So I bring this up with my brother. Who's a PA? He had a guest. He worked. Uh, he was for that. I'm going to be embarrassed too. These crops were being developed. To be formed about this, but we're told we're If you have a cited from some folks on this throughout, on the records, National Archives and last. This is it, right? That's it. That's the guy that followed me. Guy came immediately after records and absconded with them. Okay. Did not make that docking by dock. North Carolina. Hello, Russell. Hey, Frank. Hey. Thirty years. The of dock. My son, Okay. They had callers at the beginning. The other that conspiracy loan. What was it? Was it CIA occurred? Got rifle shots. Here we fortunately are packing with Kevin Costner as in the action to the public outcry. And they're supposed to be... Well, I can't find it, but I'll put a link in the show notes here. You'll find it. You'll find it. Yeah, because it, it, the, the timing of it was so... It was like synchronicity. Well, I good mean, for you for calling in there. That's show note number well, yeah, three. The timing was so great because my, my parting shot to him was the cops, the firemen, the construction workers, the port authority, and the people of the city of New York knew... Knew those were controlled demolitions, but they went along big lie. Yeah. And why? Because New York City is a corrupt city and a corrupt society. And that's when he hung up on me. He didn't actually hang. I mean, that, that was when he said, bye. You know, you know how they blow you off. Yeah, bye. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, right. he has other and, callers, too. So he Yeah, he did. But, but the guy who came on immediately after me was this expert, this guest he had, 
who basically laid out that American society was taken over by organized crime and was so corrupt. That's why JFK. It was it was like a one two punch. It was fantastic. I loved it. That's but funny. Yeah. It, what's the point I'm making here? There's a larger point that needs to be made. Some truths are not arguable. They're self-evident. Controlled demolitions are self-evident. If you don't know a controlled demolition when you see one, you're either a liar or a fool. Period. Period. If you if you look at a what is a, a, supposed to be a Boeing commercial jet disappearing into the steel reinforced facade, the concrete, uh, steel reinforced concrete of a skyscraper with no impact. You know, that's fake because it's physically impossible. These are not really debatable points. If you see the parent, supposedly someone who's supposed to be the parent of a child who was just brutally murdered in a school massacre, grinning at the camera, you know, there's something fake going on there. You know, something isn't right about it. These are self-evident truths. And frankly, we don't have time to argue with people about these self-evident truths. Now, if Tracy Northern doesn't have the time, and as I say, I don't think she cares about 9-11. I don't think she cares about Sandy Hook. She cares about the London transit bombings of July 7, 2005. Which is, is she over there? And is she in England or Ireland? Northern Ireland, yeah. Oh, she's in Northern Ireland. Okay. And by the way, while you're talking, I'm playing the CDI Control Demolition International Destruction of the Deauville Beach Resort Hotel in, I think it's Miami, which I believe was near. Well, they claim that was a spot. They claim that was a spontaneous collapse, right? Oh no, no. That, well, that's it's bes of. it's beside. Apparently, it was uh, something to do with the Champlain Tower south inside Florida as well. Yeah, Surfside, right. Right. I, I get, they yeah, I think it's um, something around that uh, that structure here. I can't right. remember. And if, 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 if you run into somebody who is denying a self-evident truth, like a controlled demolition, or avoiding it, or doesn't care... I, I, you know, to me, that's a litmus test. That's a filter. I don't have time for that person. I don't have time for them because it's it's not something that she, it's not something to be argued about or debated about. It's a self evident truth, and the question is, does it matter, or do, does the truth matter in that case, or doesn't it? Some people think nine eleven doesn't matter. I guess if you were born through it, you could rational rationalize it and say it doesn't really matter, even though. And this is what bothers me about Tracy Northern. Because, oh, by the way, I went and tried to see if David Gumbert, I already know that he, th he thinks he'll occur and that he would never allow himself to be interviewed by Alex Jones now because Alex Jones was on the wrong side of that issue. And uh, and so I, and I went looking to see if Gumbert had anything to say about 9-11. And I just sent you the link on that. Gumbert thinks 9-11 was a real terrorist attack. And he blames the government for not being prepared. So Tracy Northern, if you're listening, you should just trash all this stuff, all this information and research that you've collected from David Gumbert. Because he's either a fool or a liar. And I want to see if Tracy Northern ever had anything to say or publish about 
as I say, 9-11, Sandy Hook, the Boston Marathon, anything having to do with the war on terror, and she didn't. And my argument there, and I know what you'll say, you'll say, well, some people specialize, it's compartmentalized, and this is not an area... But you think you need to have the complete... The complete set of research to be credible, that's what you think. I'll give you an even better example of that. And i got to thank Eddie Bravo for providing me with this litmus test. Beautiful litmus test, beautiful filter. With respect to David Icke, who I have never trusted. I, I kind of put him in the same camp with Alex Jones. He's a grifter. Right. David just on a show with several other people, and Eddie Bravo happened to be there. And, uh, you know, David, like, was, t- you know, his usual spiel about the Rothschild, whatever he talks about, you know. And Eddie Bravo, very quietly, it was beautiful. Eddie Bravo very politely said, well, David, what do you think about the Apollo moonwalks and NASA? Do you think we really made it to the moon? And listening to David Icke try to blow that off and work his way out, he, he basically said something like, well, yeah, we did, or I haven't looked into that. I think he did say, I haven't really looked into that, or, well, yeah, probably, but I haven't looked into it, something like that. Now, from that moment on, what do you have to say to yourself about David Icke? Right, yeah. Yeah, well, you tell me. If David, if you hear David Icke saying, it's not either, either, yeah, we really walked on the moon, or, well, it's not important, or I never had the time yeah, to look the, at. Yeah, they just do certain things, which is ridiculous in this day no, and age. No, 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 that, that, that's somebody who I know is is... I know they're dishonest. Yes, I, they I agree. There's not much to look at. Hey, by the way, let me just say that um, this Doville Beach Resort Hotel, I want to give you some statistics. It was 17 floors, but they drilled 1,241 holes on seven floors, used two miles of detonating cord, and only 750 explosive. That That's well, it. Was, well- only 17 floors. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, still, but I just wanted to point out. The, that Sal- the-, the Salomon Brothers building was 47 floors. Sure, but... It, 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 it had, listen, had it not been for the towers, the Salomon Brothers building, WTC7, would have been the, the tallest skyscraper in history to be brought down by fire, oh, according, course, to, yeah. N- according yeah. to NIST's explanation. Of course, in their initial report, they didn't even mention WTC-7. And then later, I think they had to come out and say, well, that was brought down by debris that falling from the towers, when in fact, WTC-7 is nowhere near the towers. It's around the corner. So the, uh, Cheyenne Sunder and NIST, they lied up the yin-yang about this, and they're guilty of treason. They're not just fraud, but treason, because they're a government agency charged with, you know, well... I don't need to explain to anybody why this was treason. But the kind of funny thing is I was listening to Eddie Bravo the other night, uh, subsequently, and uh, on his uh, podcast called Look Into It. You know, I'm a big admirer of Eddie Bravo because I, I, I kind of dabble in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he has very, very high prestige in that. He's the best. He's really good. Okay. And he runs a network of schools called Tenth Planet. Uh, that do excellent, excellent uh, instruction in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's like all around, he's got schools all around the country. So I have a very high regard for him. And I know he likes to preserve his friendship with Alex Jones, and he likes to make excuses for Alex. And uh, he had a guest on who he was interviewing, 
uh, sort of a, a, a another conspiracy theorist, so to speak. I hate using that term, but you know, somebody in that not not really a oh maybe a fakeologist. The guy he was interviewing, you know, I might consider Eddie Bravo almost a fakeologist. Okay. I know IPR might disagree with me about that, but Eddie Bravo goes a long way in that direction. He's called out Sandy Hook as a hoax. He's called, you know, he he well, understands right? that the, yeah he understands that the media fake stuff. He knows that. The problem IPR had with Eddie Bravo was at one point Eddie Bravo thought that some people really got shot at the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay event, and the thing is there was so much happening in Las Vegas that night. That it's very possible that across town where some routine vanilla crime, street crime was occurring, that some people got shot. Even though I don't think anybody at the Mandalay Bay itself got shot. That was a hoax. But anyway, I'm listening to this podcast, uh, Eddie Bravo's podcast called Look Into It. And he brings this up. He said, you know, I once asked David Icke what he thought about Apollo and NASA and the moonwalk. He said, I was very disappointed in David's answer, but I kind of got to give him some slack on that because he delves into so many subjects. This may be one he didn't have time for. Sorry, Eddie. Sorry, coach. I don't buy that excuse. Not coming from David. Did Mike. he just start a podcast? It says there's 19 episodes. Yeah, Eddie. it's called look. It's called look into it. So it's brand new. So he was on the Joe Rogan experience. And then he broke off. He's a he's a good friend of Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan helped his career at, at a certain point. Uh, on Joe, oh, Bravo is always the one who's on Joe Rogan defending flat Earth. So, which show of the nineteen do you remember where he's talking about David Icke? It, the very the, it's only he only mentions David Ike uh, David Icke. I like that. Mm-hmm. He only mentions it very briefly. It's in the most recent podcast uh, where he interviews. He interviews a guy. Jeremiah Watkins. Oh. Is that the most recent one? That was uh, 21st. Yeah. That sounds about right. If it's not that one, it would be. The, it would, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Like I say, you have to listen. It's like a two hour pot. It's a long podcast. An hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but uh, Eddie uh, and he only mentions uh, he only mentions the David Icke incident very briefly. Okay. But as I say, Eddie's giving him slack. Eddie's giving him, Eddie's rationalizing David Ike's total lack of integrity. Really. No one's going to convince you that Ike doesn't know. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's ridiculous. And to me, this thoroughly discredits David Ike. I'm not going to pay any attention to anything he says because this is a guy who, number, who, is unwilling to say that he's looked at the Apollo walks and he's convinced that they're fake or that he even thinks it matters. <laughs> I have no time for somebody like that. That's a litmus test. That's a filter. That's a way to say this person isn't really worth my time unless maybe I want to see what they've been up to. You know, like Fox News isn't worth my time. You know, so, uh, uh, there's people out there that report on Fox News you know, we watch it so you don't have to. It's that kind of thing. I don't want to be wasting my time with David Icke, but if someone, if he says something interesting that someone reports on, I might check it out. Eddie Bravo, on the other hand, I'm probably going to listen to a lot. <laughs> he's basically honest. I just think he's a little too forgiving. So I should be forgiving of Tracy Northern because she just doesn't have time for 9-11 or Sandy Hook or media fakery. 
And she only has time for vaccines and alternative health. But I will tell you this. I look Germanic new medicine yeah. that Tracy Northern was promoting. Yeah, give us, give us, make this the last five minutes because we got about five minutes left before I have to wrap her up. So, give well, it. it's plagiarism. It's pure plagiarism. Okay, and it's also Hegelian idealism. I'll ex- briefly I'll explain how that is plagiarism because there's nothing original in it, and it was lifted almost whole hog from something I am very familiar with: Christian Science. Uh, I learned about Christian science in the 70s. I was living in Philadelphia and studying classical guitar. I got to know another musician who played flute, and we used to get together and and do duets, classical music. And she was a Christian scientist. She wasn't a real fanatic about it, it, but she was a serious Christian scientist. And she gave me a copy of Mary Mary Baker Eddy's definitive work. You can read it if you like. It's called Science and Health. It was published back in the 19th century, early, you know, early 19th century, 1840s maybe. And Christian science essentially says that disease and illness are psychosomatic. And that's exactly what um, Reich Gerd Hamer, Reich Gerd Hamer, and his Germanic New Medicine are about. That's what they claim, yeah. that all illness is psychosomatic. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Hamer himself had testicular cancer, and he got conventional treatment for it and was cured of it. Then his wife also developed cancer, and I think she subsequently died. But to me, two things I would say about Germanic New Medicine is, one, it's not original. It's basically plagiarized from Christian science, Baker Eddy, even though he never, ever credits her, never mentions her. And as I say... It's notion that all our illness arose from from psychological trauma is uh, it's a gross oversimplification and it's non-empirical, non-empirical. My infected arm didn't happen because I was in a bad mood or I was subjected to too much stress or I was worrying for injury or some trauma. Right, exactly. Um, You know, in Hamer's case, his son was shot to death it might right. have been an accident a hunting accident and, and that's when he claimed he can't help but i'm sorry i was reaching under the stoop to pull this cat out and i got bit by the cat and my arm got infected now granted hamer's mostly talking about conditions like uh, cancer and arthritis right but it turns out i think the only thing he ever really was able to claim he yes and even that is questionable all of his evidence was anecdotal not empirical. It's pseudo. His Germanic new medicine is pseudoscience. I feel confident in saying that. And uh, if you want to understand it, um, the, his stuff is published online. But as I say, go back to the original Mary Baker Eddy, the founder of Christian Science, and her Opus Science, which is not a real thick book. It's about 200 pages, maybe. That lays it all out, psychosomatic uh, causes of illness. And Hamer really had nothing original to add to that, as far as I'm concerned. And it looks like he fudged a lot of his results. Every time his patients were failing, he'd move them to conventional hospitals to get him off his list. I don't think he was the most honest character in the world. And Northern Tracy, Tracy Northern, 
sorry, sorry, you're wrong on this one, and you should you should be a little humble about it. And you were also wrong about David Gumbert. Totally wrong about David Gumbert. Who's who's not who doesn't believe in the truth about nine eleven or Sandy Hook doesn't have a clue, probably never even never researched it. There's no excuse for somebody not knowing about Sandy Hook. There's so many great videos out there. Sophia Smallstorm's unraveling yeah, Sandy Hook. That was the best one. So, That's the best. So many one. Yeah. right. The independent independent uh, media solidarity collective did. Uh, we need to talk about Sandy Hook. Of course, you got uh, Jim Fetzer's book, which was rushed by. Uh, IPR as a, a fictionalized version because Amazon uh, censored Fetzer's book. There are so many, and there's the self-evident truth are, are those videos of uh, Robbie Parker yeah. laughing on camera. So, you know, but maybe Tracy Northern, Northern Tracy, would say, oh, I don't have time for that. I'm, I'm into vaccines and alternative health. And, well, I'll tell you what, Tracy Northern, maybe if you'd done your due diligence with respect to mixes like not Sandy Hook, you might have been armed and equipped to inform people and educate people enough, enough. COVID so up, the COVID nineteen psyop couldn't have been perpetrated so easily because, to me, from my standpoint, the COVID psyop is nothing more than nine eleven version two point It's nine eleven on steroids. If we had been able Real breakthrough on 9-11 and Alex Jones for that failure a lot, and I could go into that. Um, if, if we had been able to have a breakthrough on 9-11, there's no way they could pull off this COVID-19 psyop. I agree. I agree. That's that's. I agree 100%. And by the way, uh, Sophia Smallstorm, Sandy Hook in Five Dimensions. Great. Excellent. That is one Perfect. of the best. And yes. that is linked as show note number six how long was that it's an hour and a half uh, she well, gets into it. yeah it's well worth it well worth it and i clip of that uh two minutes a two minute clip i'll put underneath the show note number seven where she explains what an ICE is and integrated integrated capstone event which is what we've just seen yeah. in colorado springs oh, yes. and, at the, and at the chesapeake virginia walmart and there again Self-evident truth. All you got to do is look at some of the interviews with the witnesses, the terrible crisis actors, really shitty performances. Yeah. You have to get over to BitChute to find them. Well, you might see a few of them on YouTube because the mainstream media interviewed some of these fools, these crisis actors. There's one guy they got who was at the Club Q, allegedly. Yeah, you sent me an email on that, yeah, too. Shot seven rounds, right? He took seven rounds. And he's up in bed the next morning, you know, smiling and laughing. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. I know. Ridiculous. That's a self-evident. To me, that's about as self-evident as you can get. Is that debatable? <laughs> Come on. And that's where, that's the, the point we're converging on. And I don't have the patience to argue with people about this crap anymore. You know, when I send somebody a video and say, look at this, you know what's going on here. I don't hear any there. bullshit from them. Yeah. I'll just put a link to that video you sent me. You sent me some good links. I appreciate it. They say he was shot seven times, but actually he was shot oh, zero times. Well, Barrett Hudson. <laughs> he did not expect to make it. I didn't he didn't expect to make it, but 24 hours later, he's talking to you, and he's fine. No visible injuries. He didn't He didn't think he was going to make it. Must have been quite a night. 
A great night, yeah, exactly. Yeah, rehabilitation. Here's Barrett. They say he was shot. Seven. Yeah, ridiculous. He looks like uh, that Chris guy from the Letterman show. What was that guy's name? Uh, I never watched Letterman. Oh, you never, I never watched, watched much. Once, but you know, bored. I didn't do late night television. I just know Johnny Carson. I couldn't stand Johnny. Oh, did you? You know, there was only one show I watched at not late night in the seventies, and that was Fernwood tonight. Fernwood tonight. Ferndale tonight. What was it called? Fernwood tonight. The one that was a spinoff of Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. It was a spoof. It was a parody. Best late night TV because it was a parody of late night TV talk shows. Fernwood tonight. I can't. I can't CTV people that made that. I'm not sure yeah, about that. I'm not, yeah, I don't know that one. Okay, that's show note number eight. All right, it's been about an hour, Lynn. This is a. Uh, I hope you got some stuff off your chest. Hopefully, Northern Tracy. I feel Tracy better. I do. Well, you, your uh, guys are so therapeutic for me. I really feel better <laughs> now. I, I, I got it out. I got it out. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, sorry, we can't go any longer, but I have to cut it off tonight because of my. Uh, increased schedule in the morning. I got to get up, but thank you very much for joining. We'll have you back. You, you've got a lot of material. I don't mind discussing it since it it's suddenly off my channel. So if you want to yeah, come, we'll have to examine that as well. And I know what happened to him. <laughs> I know. So if you want to come back more regularly, we can do that as we have more time now and you've got a lot of content and you, uh, really know how to analyze it. So I appreciate it. You're my teacher. The hardly. Guys like you are my. Yeah, you are. You instruct me. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I'm trying to coalesce it, and uh, you've been doing this a long, a long time, and and I end up in bakery discussion, which is great. You, Tim Osmond, there aren't very, there aren't enough people talking about it the way we do, so we have to keep. Uh, I've got to keep forging. All right, and good connection tonight. Thank you very much for calling in, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. There goes Lynn. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry I had to cut it off at about an hour, but that's be until Christmas probably. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you are, make sure you uh, support this channel, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. And I posted quite a bit of content again. Be Told with Esoteric from this morning, the Saturday show, another audio chat. Uh, there's a great Kevin Corbett interview where he talks about all stuff, not just mental illness, with Germ. I was on the Tom Quinn show Saturday. I got some decent reviews from ownership here. I really appreciate that in the comments. So thank you guys for supporting the channel. You make it all worthwhile. Thanks, everyone, for joining the chat. And we will hopefully be back tomorrow, although my schedule is rather off and on this week. But if uh, I make any changes, I will put it at fakeologist.com forward slash live. That's where you'll get the calendar updates. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and good night.